Hi, everyone. Welcome to In the Clinic with Camille. My name is Camille Freeman. I'm a licensed nutritionist and registered herbalist, and I support other practitioners who need help with complicated cases or building, managing, and growing a clinical practice. So today I wanted to talk to you about something that came up in a conversation with one of the folks in my Monday mentoring program. And that was about how to make peace with being an herbalist who does not run an herbal apothecary. Um, if you are not making your own herbal products and sharing them with clients, giving them to clients, selling them to clients, etc., And it seems, I think to many of us, we have this assumption that an important part of being an herbalist is working with the herbs and making those formulas for your clients. And while I agree that that is important and we do want to have high quality products for our clients from, you know, where we, we know the quality has been verified that somebody knows what they're doing, prepared this product and um, harvested, it was harvested appropriately, ethically, it was identified, it was stored correctly. All of these things are so important. And here's the way that I think about this. And before I go any further, let me just clarify that I also am an herbalist and I do not have an apothecary. When I'm working with my clients, I send them out to a compounding compounding apothecary. I will send in an order for them of exactly what I want and how I want it, and I'll have them purchase it from the apothecary. Or sometimes we will use a pre-prepared product. So for example, sometimes we'll use a tincture that's a formula that's kind of on the market for production uh, consumption by the public. And sometimes we piecemeal things where I'll ask them to buy you know, two ounces of this and one ounce of this, whether it's a cut and sift herb or a tincture, a single tincture, and then I'll, they'll have them do a little bit of formulating themselves. Well, say we'll dump the two bottles together and then take a teaspoon, whatever it is. So that's how I do it in my own practice. And I hear this feeling that maybe I'm not a real herbalist if I don't do this. Like, you know, if I'm not interacting with the plants myself and I'm not ensuring the, uh, you know, the clients are getting their herbs from me or from a source that I know. Now, um, so here's what I have to say on that. There are so many different aspects of being an herbalist. It involves everything from, you know, botany to medicine making to teaching to um, actual clinical work to research and academia. There's so many different facets and people who are involved in all of those are considered herbalists. For example, um, Jim Duke, I think many of us would consider an herbalist. He was not a clinician. He was really into the growing of plants, the botany, the um, kind of anthropology and ethnobotany and the research components, but he wasn't a clinician. I think he still counts as an herbalist in the same way that people who are into medicine making and plant walks and botany and things like that may also not be clinicians. There are plenty of people out there whose passion lies in interacting with the plants and preparing the plants and uh, kind of learning more about them and that they don't love working with people. It's not their gift. It's not their strength and it's not their desire. Those folks are considered herbalists. And there's no reason why people whose attention, strengths, gifts, desires, or whatever else is fo focused towards clinical work necessarily need to also be folks who run an apothecary. It is possible to mix and match the aspects that you are able to do right now. In my case, I actually really love 
um, making herbal products. I love harvesting and interacting with the plants, watching them grow. I love the gardening aspect. And my time is limited right now. I have a lot going on. And I know that if I spread myself too thin, I'm not going to do anything well. And I know that my particular strengths are in teaching and working with people clinically. So I've decided to prioritize those for now and let other people whose strengths and energy is really devoted toward the herbal preparations and that side of thing, I've decided to let them serve my clients in that way. I feel really good about that decision. And maybe there will come to be a time where I want to add that part back in to my work. But I also love the feeling of community and the feeling of kind of symbiotic relationships when I am referring people to other businesses and practices and people who I know are ethical and um, making great products, doing great stuff. I really love supporting people in that way. I feel like you're having a multi-legged stool versus a two-legged stool when you're bringing um, more people into the work together. So I feel good about it. I think that regardless of what kind of herbalist you are, any doing any one of those pathways is valid. You can pick just one, you can pick two, you can pick three, but there's a whole network, there's a whole world of really highly trained, amazing ethical people who do every single one of those things that we talked about. There are people who do the gardening, there's people who do the wildcrafting, there's people who are skilled at botany and herbal preparations and clinical work and academia, interpreting research, doing research, understanding ethnobotany, understanding traditional uses from all different lenses. We need people who are skilled in all of those things and no one can do everything really, really well. So know your strengths, know what you're good at and make that decision. You can always change, you can always learn, you can always add things to your practice. Um, but when time is limited and when you when you're kind of working on moving forward in one direction, it's absolutely okay to rely on the community to fill in the other parts. And that is how we lift everyone up and we get uh, the herbs to people who need them. So I hope that helps some of you who have perhaps been feeling like maybe you should be doing it all and it's less legitimate or less authentic if you're not doing every single aspect of practice. It's absolutely okay to rely on other people in areas that you don't care to work with or that are not your strengths right now. All right, have a great week, everyone, and I will see you in June. Take care.